Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to the Scummy Mummies podcast. It's me, Helen Thorne. And it's me, Ellie Gibson. And we are joined today by Wendy Wason. Hey, hi. Hey, have I pronounced your name properly? You certainly have. I'm not wasting any time. There you are. And so it begins. So, hi Wendy. Hi. You're a comedian, I am an actress, sometimes. a writer, a voiceover artist. We'll get someone's to... been on my website. <laughs> Look at you researching. I, I know how to use Google. The day really? this woman discovered Wikipedia was a dark day for culture. Do you know what's a really shocker? Was. My uncle told me a story the other week there because he um, has got three young, three young boys, and he would called his middle boy. He's called Stephen. Get through here now, <laughs> because he'd been checking the history on the computer. Mm-hmm. And Wikipedia had come up. Mm-hmm. And he's like, tell me now, what is Wikipedia? <laughs> <laughs> my little cousin's like, uh, it's an online thing. It's an online encyclopedia, Dad. Ah, all right, right as, as you are, as you are. Yeah, so that's what you are. And you're a mum. I'm a mum. And, and you, being a comedian and actress, you've been on really amazing things, like... Let me read my notes. Sherlock. Wendy. Yes. Have you touched Cumberbatch? I have. Yeah, I have. Have you? <laughs> He's held the baby. He held the youngest one. Oh. oh. <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch smells very nice. Of course oh. he does. Of He's course he does. He smells nice and groomed and he's very nice. He's very I imagine major. something like an aqua de Palma with maybe a hint of... Yeah, it's, it's very clean and fresh. Mm. Mm. Did you sniff, sniff his hair when he wasn't looking? Is no, that I didn't. how you know? No, I just, he just smelled nice. And I was like, you smell nice. And he said, thank you. Aww. But I was quite funny because walking to set, I was like, God, look at this big crowd of people. What are they there for? And then it was like, uh, me? <laughs> oh, God, yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, he didn't solve that crime, did you, Wendy? That's why he's a detective. That's why he's Sherlock. And I'm just a small part of the show. <laughs> oh. Yeah, anyway, was it sort of like a flowery smell? Was it more a sort of... <laughs> No, musky. It, was, it was clean and fresh. Not musky. It was clean and fresh and sort of citrusy and yeah, mm. oh, very nice. Might just need to take a moment. You carry on. All right, it's yes. Nice, it's a nice sort of that, that sort of Prada clean but masculine smell. Do you know mm. what I mean? A little bit gay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I like all my Almost men. gay. Yes. That would be a great name for an after. I would buy yeah. my husband an aftershave called Almost Gay. Ooh. That is a great name. Lovely. Almost Gay would make a nice pharaoh and ball shade as well. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. colour would it be? We, we should workshop this after the podcast. We will. We will. Okay. After a few more vinos. Now going back to your Wikipedia research, Helen, oh, you've also said, uh, Wendy, you've starred alongside Nicholas Lindhurst and Johnny Depp. Who was the sexiest? Oh, she's thinking about Here's it. Here's a weird thing, right? Because Nicholas Linter is lovely. Nicholas Linter is a good fun. Johnny Depp is that kind of... Uh, I did a film with him and I was pregnant with my metal boy. And I remember like, I was in the sort of corset thing and the baby kicked. 
And I was like, oh, God, the baby's kicking. And him and John Malkovich came over and put their hands, they were like, oh, and put their hands on my stomach to feel the baby <gasps> kicking. And I was kind of like, this is a bit weird. And then looked up, and I just thought every woman on set scowling at me. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of like, oh. They're touching Johnny me. <laughs> Johnny Depp's sort of attractive and good looking, but didn't, doesn't Kick. have that, like, John Malkovich has got this sort of Barky yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort he of looks exciting. like he'd be—he'd be really dirty and yeah, oh, yeah, about yeah, yeah, a bit crabby and biting. Johnny Depp might ask permission, but I don't yeah, think John Malkovich. Yeah, a bit sappy and wet handy. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but Nick, I was going to talk about Nicholas Linter. He was um, when I was working with him. He—he's got his private pilot's license. He, he flies planes. Right. So I know only fools and horses a bit cool, but I think what's weird about the jobs that we do is that sometimes you're talking to someone who has a different lifestyle to you altogether and he was looking for a new house possibly in France but he wanted one <laughs> that he could fly his plane oh, wow. into wow. you suddenly go my god we've come a long way Rodders yeah fucking hell yeah me. Wow. So he wants something rural. And he was like saying, nice like, John, John Travolta's got one that he could got a house that he can just fly into. And you think, my God. Yeah. I think if you've been at the top of your game for mm. so long. Yeah, John Travolta also thinks we're related to space aliens. Yeah. So I don't yeah. know how much I'm going to take him for life. John yeah. Travolta is definitely not gay, though, is he? Yeah, that's yeah. the sequel to Almost Gay, the new yeah. aftershave. Definitely not gay. <laughs> <laughs> the smell of the car tires. With a free hair weave. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, good old John Travolta. He's so confused. <laughs> He's not gay, though, Helen. Not gay. Not yeah. according to our lawyer. No, um, exactly. So, <laughs> free podcast. So, Wendy, yes. tell us about your family. My 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 husband is called Stephen. I've got three kids. Isabella's ele- uh, thirteen. Max is eleven, and Riley is four. All right, you've got a full so house. I've got a full and busy and loud, quite a loud house. I, I bet have. you do. Yeah. There's a lot of yeah. With well, a four year old is is. The loudest. Yeah, he's, he's got the biggest voice of all three of them. He just... What I find is, like, they're all waiting for each other to finish. So that as soon as one person finishes, they ask, someone else jumps in and asks a question because they know that they've only got a limited time to speak. And then I've left the house and I've not formulated thoughts like pick up the keys, get the mm. car keys, pick up the the, 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 pet, the pet lunches and the PE kits. Mm. And you're just like, it's not that I don't have time to think. I don't have time to formulate a thought. Yeah, yeah. And the, 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 they sometimes the shit they talk. You're just like, oh my god! I just have no interest in that at all. Yeah. And I know you make someone feel valued and worthwhile by listening to them, but there's got to be a limit. Or, or there's, or there's. Look at this! Look at this! What? Why? What? What? Yeah. What? It's it's a sticker I found yeah. of Mr. Bloom that I thought I lost eighteen months ago. <laughs> like, I love that. What's that? What's that? What? Something unremarkable. <laughs> <laughs> But they are lovely. They're just a bit loud. Yeah. So, are you, are you sort of looking forward to the four-year-old bit being over, or are you are you sort of trying to cherish it? And you I'm know... cherishing it more than I cherish. The, the funny thing is, because I had my eldest two quite close together, I was kind of always like, "Oh, this is exhausting. This is exhausting. This is exhausting." And with my youngest, I'm kind of, I'm a bit older, and I'm a bit more, I'm aware of how quickly it all goes. Yeah. So when I took him to nursery on his first day, I burst into tears. Yeah, the other two I was fine with, but I was kind of like, "This is the." probably the last time I mean, unless I get really drunk one night and have another child <laughs> um, this is probably the last time I'm going to be settling someone to nursery so I was quite tearful about that and also I can't believe how quick it goes because Isabella's 13 now and she's you know a whole new level of conversation with her and I thought also as well that when they when they got older they'd need me less and emotionally they need you way more mm. you don't have to put their shoes on for them but they still 
they call you up all the time. And also with find my iPhone, they know exactly where I am at all times. Oh, wow. no. Your oh, own yes. children are stalking you, yes. Wendy. You can't just going, I'm going out now to a meeting. And they're like, yeah. why are you at a bar? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How's Regent Street? Oh, my God. When I met you last year, I remember one of the first things you told me was about your daughter. And something she said about Malala... It's really strange. I kind of, I do think that my kids are going to, like, I'm quite a liberal parent. I think they're going to rebel by just being right wing. And um, when I was growing up, it was always like, oh, eat your dinner. There's children starving in Ethiopia that would be grateful of this dinner. And I'd be yeah. like, yeah, name one, mum. <laughs> horrible. But um, Isabella wanted a day off school. And I was kind of like, no, 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 you've got to go to school. You've got to go to school because, you know, throughout the world, women are fighting for the right to an education and you mm. went can I stop you there mummy I was like well, why she went is this about Malala I went well yeah as a matter of fact it is about Malala she went I'm sick of Malala <laughs> I was like oh my god she got shot in the head by the Taliban for trying to go to school and Bella was like well yeah maybe she didn't blog about it so much the Taliban wouldn't know where she was <laughs> she's like oh my god and I kind of feel like um, it's, really, it's just really awful just She's just sort of <laughs> so anti, and like yeah, she, she um, I, I, I'm really torn between being appalled at her attitude, but being quite delighted that she's so well informed. She's a yeah. thinking yeah. individual. Yeah, and she wants to rebel against something. And if you want a day off school and you're 13, you fucking hate Malala <laughs> because she's going to come up in every parent's argument about yeah. why you have to go to school. We used to, I used to just fake notes and go to KFC. She's on it, and she's sick of feminism as well. I wish she now. Yeah, get her on a podcast. I get at school. I get at home. It's just so. I'm just so over feminism. Yeah. Oh, are you now? All right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, great. I want more patriarchy. Yeah. That's what this country needs. Well, aren't you lucky? You can be against that, my love. <laughs> yeah. 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 But yeah. Well done for being able to vote against <coughs> feminism. Yeah. <laughs> Congrats. Well, she has it. Like, every Friday, she's at girls' school, and every Friday they have an inspirational woman assembly. So she's kind of like, oh, it was Marie Curie today. I don't know what they played. They played um, Radioactive, which is quite a good song for that. <laughs> what I would have paid to have gone to a school like that, because I went to like a, a a country Catholic school in Australia, which was just horrendous, yeah. like awful. And then like to have inspirational women. Oh, mate, 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 be honest. If you were like 14 and they were like, today it's Marie Curie day, would you have been like, yeah, woo! No, you would have been like, wreck off, I want to go home and listen to Kramer McLaughlin. That's right, why isn't it Kylie Day? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Hey, All right, Mona. Anyway. <laughs> they do, so, so do just want to rebel against them, yeah, don't they? Yeah, they think. do. So how much does your family influence your comedy and like how much of your material is about being a mum? Well, quite a lot of it because it's my life. Mm. And I think if I was a, you know, a boy in my late 20s, I'd be, or early 20s, I'd be talking about wanking and Star Wars. Mm. But I'm not, so I'm talking about wanking and <laughs> children. <laughs> um, I do talk quite a lot about um, trying to maintain a relationship because it's not easy maintaining a relationship Like you know, I think sometimes you have to sort of you're like oh, we need to do this otherwise we're mates let's just get down yeah. to business Yeah. and we have been caught like, in fact on Sunday morning my husband's going to kill me on Sunday morning um, <laughs> we were sort of getting busy Yeah. and Stephen went oh! And we turned and there, there was Riley. We were, we were under the covers. We're under yeah, the covers. Yeah. This is a four-year-old. This is a four-year-old. We're standing there. And um, I, I went, oh, hi, Riley. And he went, why were you cuddling daddy? And then you jumped off and went all weird. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and like, I'd be like, what, well, I just realised that daddy's dead. No, so that's <laughs> I'm trying awkward. to help daddy go back to sleep again. I'm rocking the bed so daddy can go back to sleep again. <laughs> 
<laughs> but obviously it's not what he didn't see anything he, no. just, he just saw my reaction it was he like some, hang on a minute something's going on here yeah yeah do you know like block the door we had to do that we did that Sunday morning the kids were watching telly so we just like piled up a whole lot of clothes against ah. the door barricaded I need to get better at that yeah had some then I kind of feel like there's a plan I quite like when it sort of just sort of emerges and like oh we appear to be having sex. That's exciting. That is a nice thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Going, right, now we're having sex. I'll put the alarm on. You get the pillows. We'll lock the door. <laughs> we'll put on Peppa Pig. Make sure you've got it on repeat. Otherwise, it'll stop after 10 minutes. No. It kind of feels like a mission rather than a <coughs> sexy time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I had one a shocker when, right when Max was little. He was about four. And we were staying at a friend's house. And the kids were all downstairs playing. Mm. And uh, I was like, the kids are downstairs. Yeah. Shall we? Go Shall on. Shall we? Yeah. So, um, Stephen climbed on top of me and all of a sudden I was, I was looking at his face and his face just sort of fell and I was horrified. And we were under the covers and I was like, what is it? And Max had walked in and was tickling his feet. <laughs> <laughs> wrong, wrong, wrong. wrong. <laughs> no, no, I'm inside your mother. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> Now, um, Helen and I, we watched a bit of your comedy on YouTube earlier, and one of our favourite routines is, is the Spider-Man routine. Oh, yes. Because we've, we've got four-year-old boys, so that's the subject very close to our hearts. But heart. they do land you in it, kids, don't they? Yeah. They land you in it all the time. Max got really into Spider-Man when he was little, and he found an old DVD. You know, they've made Spider-Man like five or six times. In this, yeah. This, in this film... Good, there was a good Spider-Man and a, and a bad Spider-Man, and good Spider-Man wore the red Spider-Man outfit, and bad Spider-Man wore the black Spider-Man outfit. And when he was bad Spider-Man, he punched his girlfriend. So obviously I stopped the DVD and went, this Max, that's one of the worst things a man can do. You must never, ever, ever hit a woman if you got that. And he's like, yes, mummy. And then a few days later, we're out having Sunday lunch with some friends and Max starts up, um, hitting a woman is one of the worst things a guy could do. And all the boys are like, all right, yeah, that is one of the worst things. And Spider-Man hit his girlfriend, but that's only because he was black. <laughs> wow! <laughs> And of course, the whole room's looking at me, waiting for me to go. And I'm like, I'm so not racist. It's not, no, it's, not, it's a film. I'm not racist. I'm not racist. It's his costume. It's costume. It's it's, no one cares because no. then the damage has been done. That's right. And a cute little boy with the blonde hair is saying that black people hit. The Aryan oh. child. Yeah, yeah the Aryan yeah. child. And you're doing Edinburgh again this year. I am, yes. Um, I Googled you the other day, and the first thing that came up was oh, yeah. a little um, movie of your husband shooting himself in the mouth. <laughs> so I'm not the mo- most easy person to live with when Edinburgh comes around because you kind of you're doing Edinburgh for August so July is gone July you're anxious about the show and you're previewing the show in, a, in an ideal world I'll have, I will have written the show by March and I'll have previewed it all through April and May by June it'll be bedding in by July it'll be done by August I'll just sail into the Edinburgh Festival that never fucking happens. No, God, no. No, 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 no. Right about July, I'm panicking because the show's not written. There's not You're enough shooting shows. Bricks. I'm shooting bricks. Yeah. I've paid, ten, it's about 10 grand to go to Edinburgh. Um, and it's a trade show. It's not like people go, oh, it must be so much fun. Fuck that. It's not fun. No. It's not fun. It's just... You are whoring yourself. Yeah, you're whoring yourself and it's anxiety inducing. And, and people at you when they didn't like your show on Twitter. Mm. Like, they buy a ticket and it's a pun. And you have to... People don't go, oh, well, you know, I saw someone I didn't see before. They go, and she's created something. They go, I didn't laugh at that joke, so I'm going to tweet her and tell her she's shit. Which is <sighs> just so great. But, so, um, so you're doing it again this so year? I said to my husband <laughs> the other day there, I think I'm going to do Edinburgh this year. And he just looked horrified and terrified. Mm. And then put a video of himself on 
Twitter is shooting himself in the face. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> that was the first thing that came up. And there is an age difference between you and Stephen. You've done a whole mm. show about that as well, haven't you? No, I didn't do a show. I've done uh... a radio show, was it? Oh, yeah, sorry. Half, yeah, half, I did. half my age plus seven. Yes. See, I've read your website, sorry. Wendy. Come on. Half my age plus seven is about... Um, so Stephen is 12 years younger than me. Mm-hmm. And when I met him, I was kind of like, this is just going to be a fling. And it turns out that when you don't want anything from a relationship and you put nothing on it, you're just the most reasonable you've ever been. Oh, I hate it when that happens. Yeah. And that's kind of, this yeah. is a fling, this is a fling. And Stephen's like, this is six months in. I think it's safe Shit. to see. Because I didn't introduce him to the kids for ages because he was kind of like, can I meet your children? I'm like, no, no. this is a fling. <laughs> and then oh, next thing, yeah. you know, yeah. and then he woke up one day and they were tickling his feet. Yeah. <laughs> So weird. <laughs> this is what you wanted. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I wrote, and, and there's quite a lot of stuff like I'd never been out with anyone in the days of Facebook. I'd never dated. Mm. And like dating is a thing because like, you know, people sort of hook up on Facebook and like, and people sort of like each other's friends and meet up mm. and it was a weird, and also I find it quite weird how like girls that he had been like dating or stuff or but women that he had seen would put stuff up on Facebook that felt a bit sort of territorial, and I was like, and I said to him, "I don't. Am I supposed to be jealous of this? Am I jealous of this? Are you seeing what? What's what is this? What's I don't understand." And and he thought it was quite sweet because I was just so honest about not mm. not knowing. Like I remember once that someone put a photograph of him up in his flat, and it was him dancing, and the clock behind him on the wall was like. 3.25 in the morning and the picture was posted at like 4 o'clock in the morning yeah but what she hadn't put up was like the sort of 20 other people around so mm. it kind of looked like it was certain I saw that and I called him up next day going I'm feeling kind of I'm feeling weird about this is it am I, should I be feeling weird and he was like no 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 but yeah, we were all naked but, yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean you kind of this is a weird situation yeah yeah, yeah. But also, the great thing about a younger man is they've grown up with um, instant messengers, so they talk all the time. They're constantly telling about how they feel. They're totally in touch with how they feel. Oh, they... God, it sounds like having a four-year-old. Jesus. Oh, <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but it's amazing to know that, like, if there's any weirdness, she goes, a weirdness, and it gets discussed, rather than with, like, sort of older men I've been with who are, like, just go silent and mysterious. Oh, that's... Oh, yeah. Fuck off. Yeah, exactly, yeah. fuck off. I'd rather have the... Constant checking in with feelings. Oh, it's well, a lot cheaper. Who doesn't than know the how they feel? Yeah, like, oh, that's good. You figure it out, please. No, no, it's all very instant and there. Yeah, oh, I good. can't bear that. If you don't know how you feel, you feel like you don't really like me. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. That's, let me tell you how you feel. That's, yeah. that's, that's where we are. <laughs> but yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, it, it's been a, a, a great relationship, and we were laughing about how I thought, "Fuck, I'm just going to write about it. I write about what you know." Yeah, exactly. So, so you've been through divorce and you've come out the other side and you've done yeah. the whole new family thing. Have yeah. you got any advice for anyone who's going through that? Yes, I do. Um, my mum and dad had quite a bitter divorce, so I had that lesson that I didn't want my children to see the two people they love most in the world hating each other. Mm. And I think you make a decision to go. I'm not going to. I'm not going to do that. Mm. And even and also you make a decision to go. However much I've been hurt. I, I can't hurt that person that much. What, mm. what you, you want revenge and you want the person that's upset you to be upset. You want that and that's normal. But yeah, I think you have to put it to bed and go, the best revenge is just to get happy. Just get happy. Mm. And park it for the kids. So yeah. we've had Christmas dinners where, bizarrely, my, my ex-husband comes for Christmas and um, I think my husband enjoys having an ally there when the mother-in-law turns up because they both have a little shared giggle about my mom and yeah. and the kids are so happy to see everyone getting on and 
you know, I'd be lying if I said, oh, you know, we just want to. It's it, it's a work in progress, isn't it? It's not. It's not. But easy. all families are. All families yeah. are. And I think like. I can't rubbish my own decisions by saying the person that I once married is a dick. I had two kids with him and he gave me two wonderful kids. So mm. you, the, there was great bits there that you've got to hang on to. I think you've got to hang on to that. Mm. I mean, I've never been divorced, but the person I'm married to now is a dick. So it's, mm. you know, it's strange, isn't it? <laughs> You're just cutting out the middleman. <laughs> I don't mean it. I love you. Please don't leave me. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I think I think I, is it Carrie Fisher who said um, there's there's just no point being bitter. Like it, it's like drinking poison and expecting the other person to get ill. Absolutely, you know, is yeah. that Absolutely. how you feel? I totally feel that, and I kind of feel like there's such a joy in seeing your kids happy, and that you and you can, you can park stuff if you can pretend to be nice to the office bitch who is a you know that sort of frenemy type. Yeah, you can, and that's just you know, and that's just for your career. You can do it for your kids. But did you always feel like this or was there like a dark period where you kind of didn't know if it you were going to get miserable. through it? It was miserable and it was awful and I was upset and I was sad and I felt my parents divorced and I didn't want to get a divorce. And then I took, I went to, when I was on my own with the kids, I went to the family therapy and the therapist said to me, so how old were you when your parents split up? And I said five and she went, oh, so the same age as your daughter. And I was like, oh, it's history repeating itself, I'm a terrible person. But then kind of thought, you know shit happens and it's not what happens it's how you deal with it yeah exactly which sounds so fucking new agey and stuff but I do believe that you can just do some work on yourself Mm. um... and I've done a lot of work (laughs) hey I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you that's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. <laughs> and a lot of wine I think wine's important as wine well. is extraordinarily important yeah. it's one of your five a day it is it keeps you very sane and I, no it's funny because I've, I've done some counselling and Will and I my husband and I have done couple counselling and it's funny when the, the counsellor asks you some of the most obvious questions mm-hmm. about like so what they ask you about what your parents marriage was yeah. like and then you start describing your parents marriage and you're like yeah it's like my marriage yeah. wow you're a magician yeah <laughs> 
do this voodoo. That's so interesting, oh, though. Darren so, Brown is in the room. So fucking obvious. And you go, oh, yeah, that was shit then. And then it's kind of shit. Oh, my God. Oh, it's mad. It's but I so remember, stupid. like, going yeah. to see a therapist. And she's saying to me, talk, let me talk about your relationship with your mother. And I was like, mm-hmm, mum. She's so annoying, my mum, 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 And I've told, I've told you about how loopy my mother is. She's bonkers. And um, she said, and who are you, what, what are your friends? I mean, who would, like, three closest girlfriends, what are their names? And I said, Kirsten, Orla, and Sarah. She's like, and what are their relationships with their mums like? And I'm like, oh, all their mums are dead. And the therapist is like, right, do you want to take it from here? Or <laughs> oh, yeah, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> It's like Helen and I are best friends. Her dad's a vicar. My dad's a stand-up comedian. Make of that what you oh, will. Right. Yeah, and we both. It's have... the same thing, though, yeah. isn't it? If there's more stand-ups in the church, there'd be a hell of a lot of more church attendances. Oh, that's what I said to my dad. Like, back it up a yeah, bit. Back up. Yeah. Come on, oh, do a few fart jokes. Yeah, come I, on. I went to a launch of some Daily Mail You magazine thing, and you know the problem with being a stand-up is you think you can be funny and irreverent all the time, and people will know that you're just being funny. Yeah, because you go waka 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 waka. 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 So we're at the, I was at this launch and Liz Hurley was there launching the breast cancer thing. She talked like she's got some marbles in her mouth and she's terribly. And before before I started campaigning for breast cancer, nobody knew about breast cancer. And we've done this amazing work. Well, she invented breast she cancer, as I recall. Elizabeth Hurley, she's amazing. Estee Lauder, and she's and she's an extraordinary looking woman. She's just anyway. So she was doing this chat about breast cancer, and the woman next to me said, "What did you think?" And I, but light on walls. <laughs> And she was the editor of You Magazine? <laughs> you sponsored the whole event? You're like, oh, God. Don't think I'll be getting invited back to any more You Magazine things. Drink all the drink. After that, thing, you just pink go... Pink champagne to match Ooh. the Estee Lauder pink perfume. God. But even in the darkest... That's that's, that's the thing. My the, the best thing I think my mum ever said to me was when I was in my late 20s, I think I had a cancer scare where the doctor like rang me and said, we've got the results of your smear test, you've got to come to the surgery. And I was like, oh my God, what is it? And they were like, just come to the surgery. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to die. So, and they just said, oh, look, you've got some abnormal cells and it might be cancer, it might not, we've got to check it out. So I'd given up smoking like six months previously and my mum was like driving me home and I was like, God, I just can't take it. I, can't, I couldn't take the irony if, you know, having given up smoking, um, I, then I get cancer. And she just went, well, I don't know why you couldn't smoke them with your gob like everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> And I laughed, I just involuntarily, yeah, yeah, in the laughed. face of death, laughed. And yeah. was just like, See, it's all right, it's all right. I had, right, I had right. that when I was 23, I had a bit of my, because I had the cancerous cells in my cervix. Did you have the laser up there? I had the laser. I burnt them off. And yeah. And then they left a chunk of my cervix. Oh, yeah. Oh. And then they told me that I probably wouldn't be able to have children. Oh, my God. What? So I came outside and a friend had come to pick me up and he was a stand-up comic. And I was like, <laughs> they say that I can't have children. And he was like, I think you should be more worried about getting a boyfriend first. <laughs> Wendy, we've both had our cervixes burnt with a laser and we've got five children between us. It just goes to show, doesn't it? it? Dusty, warm, scar cervix. That's right. They've all got pointy heads, but it doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) They're fine. Um, Well, that's enough family chat, don't you think, Helen? Yeah, we've cracked that nut, Ellie. There we go. Excellent. That's a catchphrase, Wendy. We've cracked that nut. What do you think of it? I like it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's mine. All right, good. (laughs) Great. Well done. That's my catchphrase. That's my catchphrase. (laughs) She's going to get a t-shirt with, I've cracked that nut, and I'm going to get a t-shirt that says, that's my catchphrase. (laughs) That's my catchphrase is going to become my catchphrase. That's what I'm aiming for. That's my catchphrase. (laughs) 
I can record that for you. It's like I do Roy Walker is in the room. I do the different. Um, I do. I think it's quite funny when they when they they, they call me up for a voiceover and like, right in nineteen ninety nine, you did this really sexy thing for the sun. And it's kind of like okay, so you have to go back and do the only in the sun. <laughs> Oh, I like it. What Bond, else can you do, Bond Wendy? Bond is back in his new adventure, Die Another Day. Ooh. Only in this weekend, son. Ooh, Wendy. <laughs> oh, I'm getting it. Oh, no. <laughs> a bit natural musky. Almost gay. <laughs> and also the sunlight. The really high pitch. Only in this weekend, son. Really high pitch. Exciting. You're like, that's way too... You always do an over-the-top one for safety, and then you hear the advert and go, yeah, they've got the one where I'm a complete cop. It's so um, bizarre, though. Yeah. The voiceover art is really bizarre, because quite a lot of um, advertising companies like to be out of the office. Uh-huh. So they'll all come to the voiceovers, so there'll be like 10 of them sat there, mm. and the voiceover studio waits on them hand and foot because they're spending a lot of money per hour to hire the studio. They're always in Soho, so they've got all the pick of the Soho restaurants and they've got some little runner who'll run and get them all rest, uh, get them all dinner or lunch or whatever. And I can't tell you how many times people have said to me, Wendy, would you like some lunch? We'll get you lunch. Uh, I'm, I'm having to talk. <laughs> so I can't, I can't eat. I'm, I'm, I'm talking. <laughs> Voice over. Well, you're welcome to eat on this podcast, Wendy. Help yourself to another crusty crock salty twist. Yes, little little finest. Love Lidl. Yeah, I'm obsessed with Lidl. Oh, is it not? You're drinking their prosecco, so. (laughs) Um, Now, seeing as you've done like voiceovers, flight the sun, Mm. and that, could you could you do us like a voiceover? We have a section called current affairs now. Could you do us like a voiceover for that, like a jingly sort of thing? And now time for current affairs. (gasps) Oh, oh, I love that. Very nice. Oh, that's cool. Beautiful. Very good. Or we're going current now with some current affairs. <laughs> Very nice. I like that. I like the lilt. There was a lilt yeah. to that one. Very well, the voiceovers, good. They say the key to voiceovers is um, is to ask a question and then answer it. Okay. Gillette Blue 2, the closest shave a man can get. <laughs> <laughs> Just, do you do this at home, like on your own? Just... New clothes for Christmas, try Zara. <laughs> Well, let's do some, some current, current affairs. affairs. Current affairs. Helen, uh, give us a current affair to well, discuss in a topical and informative manner. I can do that, Ellie. David Cameron has said that he will give money to the parents of Britain to do some parenting courses. This is this coming from a man who left his child in a pub. And, <laughs> and stuck his cock in a pig's... Exactly. Yeah. Lest we I forget. Think, I think there's the top two rules. Like, what made me laugh was I have some waitrose... I was in the queue and we were talking about it and everyone started chatting and Winter was as we do and there's an old lady behind me and she was like you know it's just it's just youthful hijinks (gasps) and thought bizarrely there's like two sections of society who would stick their cock in a pig's mouth (laughs) and it would be like poor farmer boys Mm -hmm. and wealthy guys that can afford to buy a full hog and the rest of us couldn't afford to have a pig around to even do that no, no 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 Closest I've ever gotten is shoving a pepperami up there. That was, that was a fun Saturday <laughs> night out. <laughs> um, Very spicy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> as far as like, yeah, do not go for the fire. You've made a pepperami angry. Angry <laughs> <laughs> <be> pepperami. <laughs> I mean, do you think, do you think there's any kind of argument for parenting classes? The thing is, parenting classes aren't going to be a. Um, going to be attended by people who need parenting classes mm. but you not... see I think there's an argument there is an argument for teaching it in school 
along like you know along with I think you, you should be taught how to drive and how to do a tax return yeah. and how to like get a mortgage and how to like you know change the sure. that kind of yeah. stuff I think useful thing because like antenatal classes are all towards the birth aren't they mm. you go to an antenatal class and it's how to breathe during the birth how to stand during the birth there's nothing fucking useful there because by the time you're having the baby you're having that baby it's coming out mm. and there's going to be medical professionals there if you have a baby at home and, it goes, and it's not working you'll go to a hospital there'll be people there to take care of that once you're pregnant that baby is coming out of you and mm. there are people there that are dedicated to mm. getting that baby out of you you need to have classes on how to apply makeup at 40 miles an hour when you're late for school <laughs> and there's three kids squabbling in the back of the car that would be useful to me I have never liked Lego or Ikea furniture I don't like that fucking step-by-step putting shit together. Yeah. And I have two boys now, and I spend my life putting fucking Lego together. <laughs> and I don't know what I'm doing, and I hate it. And I do it all the fucking time. <laughs> I could have done with a class in that before yeah. I had a kid. I was doing that today, making a mini Millennium Falcon. And Hugo having an absolute nervous breakdown because one blue bit was not on the table. And there's no craft lessons. No. You don't get pregnant and go, here's your craft lessons. Or medical lessons. You come, like, your kid comes to you and they've got a sore tummy. I don't fucking know how to fix your tummy. Yeah, I know. So you meant to, as soon as you become a mother, you've got this whole skill set that you're meant to have that you don't have. Uh, if we were running Scummy Mummy's parenting classes, Helen, what, what do you think we would say? Uh, well, I think, I, think, I think the three principles of good things of parenting is, is love, encourage, and relax. That would be my three. That's it. Yeah. I'd say it works for sex as well. But anyway, carry on. <laughs> Well, I think I think that's for for both, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if you if you love your kid, you're present. You listen to a few stories, present, yeah, and don't be on the phone all the time. Yeah, yeah. I think but being it. present, I agree with you. But it's hard sometimes. It is hard when mm. you're knackered and they're doing your in and I find it quite hard to just stay in the moment all yeah. of the time because sometimes the moment is really irritating or boring. I know, you know? and that's but difficult. it's just the moment. Yeah. And I think, and also just, I just, I feel like um, one of the key things is for me, I have a ban on being on the phone and do the the walk to school. I don't, I'm not on the phone and the walk to school. I'm not on Facebook. I'm not answering texts, whatever or emails. We walk to school, and that's that mm. little time where we just chat yeah. and stuff comes out of that. I think, and then that little bit of time for mm. them, and mm. also not be on the phone when they come out of when they come out of school. Sunday is a no no device day. Oh, okay. No, do, does that include telly? Is that no, <laughs> no. We can watch TV together, uh-huh. but there's no laptops, there's no um, iPads, and there's no phones. I like that. Oh, that's, that's cool. very good. Yeah, we have a similar thing in this house where on Sundays, uh, Pete, my husband, is not allowed to go on Tinder for the whole day, <laughs> yeah. just so we can spend a bit of time just being together and just focusing on us. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. that's what that's what families are all about. Yeah, yeah, nice. <laughs> well there we are that's probably enough current affairs isn't oh that's it? yeah I've really reckon we've we've really nailed it Illy so I've got a special thing for Wendy oh because Wendy hasn't listened to the podcast before she doesn't know I'm weird mm. okay <laughs> she does now she does now so I like to make a song up about the guests so but I thought I'd just make up a, my own tune for this one and so I've based it on your name amazing I'm so excited are you ready Illy I'm so excited never okay ready what is for woman. Wendy is a woman. <laughs> so you bought her a sanitary, a sanitary pad. pad. Yeah. Really. Nice. E is for energetic. Wendy is energetic. So, so you bought her some cocaine. N is for naughty. She's a bit naughty. So I bought you a G string. 
<laughs> D is for drama. She's so dramatic. I brought you a book about performing women. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's for youthful. You're so youthful. So I got you some cream from Lidl. <laughs> <laughs> So there you are. That's your. I love it. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, we've almost come to the end of the podcast. We have, we have. So it's time for the scummy mummy confessions, Ellie. Uh Shall we start with a listener? Okay, so this confession is from Kerry in Raynham in Kent. Hello, Kerry. Uh, She says, My in-laws recently went to the theatre and after the show returned to find their car trapped in the car park. It had been locked for the night. They were only about 40 minute drive from us, so they called my partner asking for a lift home. Although it was a Thursday night, we had both drunk too much and couldn't drive. His mum then called his sister and she had to admit that both her husband and she had drunk too much to be able to drive. My in-laws now think we are all alcoholics. (laughs) She doesn't understand that when you have young children, you need that glass of wine or seven every night. Yes, you do. You do, Kerry. You do. Well done, Kerry. Thank you, Kerry. Like a legend. And you know, next time, just tell them to phone an Uber. Don't even phone an Uber, don't you? Hello, Uber. (laughs) Hello, Uber. Hello, is that Uber? Um, I need one of your Ubers. Paddington 212. (laughs) Number four, London. Um, (laughs) Anyway, Um, Helen, have you got a scummy mummy confession for us, please? On Saturday, Ellie and I went to a wassailing event. Ah, the, do, they, do they have whistling in? Is it whistling or whistling? That one. Yeah. Do they do it in Scotland? Is that a thing? I don't know what it is. Tell me what it is, and I'll tell you if we do it. You well, you you Love explain. Her. Do you have that in Scotland? Yes. You know what? One of the next door, fuck, one of the neighbours' fucking kids came on to see me the other week there because he's doing a project on immigrants, and he's like, "I might interview me," and I'm like, <laughs> "Dude, I'm part of the United Kingdom." <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, yeah, so Helen, what what is whistling? Wasseling. Well, um, it is an old pagan ritual in which you sing to the trees, apple trees, to awaken them. So no, they we don't will... do that in Scotland. Um, <laughs> so on Saturday, I, invi- I invited Ellie over. I invaded, to... sorry. I invaded. I invited Ellie over to... Oh um... my God, you Scottish, you're so paranoid. Not everyone's trying to invade everyone all the time. <laughs> Come on, I'm the Australian. I invited Ellie over to a wassailing event, which is our local... Um, allotments across the road from us in which we all gather around and we sing old pagan songs to the apple trees to awaken them. You How fucking cute. hippies. I love that. So, so, so Ellie arrived, right? It sounds nice, doesn't it, Wendy? It's like the Wicker Man. <laughs> okay. That's what it's like. There was a man wearing a hat made out of an entire fox. Yeah. It had a brim. It was like a fox brero. So they put a bit of salt on the apple tree and some cider-soaked bread which they put into the tree and which Ellie heckled at the back. It's like feeding eggs to the chickens! <laughs> I didn't heckle, I said that quietly to you. I would not be disrespectful <laughs> in that way. I said that under my breath. So yeah, that's what we were into but everyone was sort of getting into it and then my son and Ellie's son who were born 11 days apart were just going bum bum poo poo you know like every time they were singing then people were like people were shushing them like yeah, like, oh, they, really? like there was a children there was an older man going shush children shush and I was like mate you are shouting at a fucking apple tree and you're telling my child to shut up like really really is, are we taking Have it that seriously yeah. yeah yeah you know yeah. Or, you know, you'll be on the bonfire of Edward Woodward if you don't look out. Yeah, do you know what exactly. I mean? so, so that's our joint uh, confession. Yeah, I think. and then our kids just ate like handfuls of marshmallows instead of actually burning them on the fire. Oh, yeah. like Good times. It's very yeah. nice, yeah. I did a bad scummy mummy thing, actually, which, I, which is not that bad, but I felt quite guilty. Um, Riley, who's four, hadn't opened all his advent calendar. 
and I it was kind of more tidying up than stealing the chocolate. <laughs> right. You were like, decluttering. I decluttered all the chocolate from this. <laughs> <laughs> Love no, I think that's all right. Have you have you got another scummy mummy confession you'd like to share, or is that your? Oh, I've got loads of. I, I remember I had one scummy mummy confession where I thought I remember being out one night, um, and it was when the Max and Bella were quite little, and I had been out drinking till the dawn in the Great Show Club because they gave me a free membership one year, and I thought it was so cool, and I had a babysitter that was like, "I've got a meeting in the morning. Do you mind if I just stay over?" And I was like, "Do I mind if you can stay over?" I am fucking wetting my pants right now because I am not coming home till 4am. Boom. <laughs> so I was out drinking at the Great School pretending I was best friends with Noel Fielding and all these... And I came home and I remember thinking, cool, and set my alarm, got up at 8 o'clock in the morning, got the kids up, got them dressed, went to the nursery, dropped Max off at nursery, dropped Belle off at class, and I was like, I am fucking nailing <coughs> this shit. Got home, glanced at myself in the mirror... And I had all last night's makeup on, mm. but just like smeared across my face, <laughs> like red lipstick one way and like black eyes just all down my cheeks. I was like, fucking hell. Because those teachers must have called, must have called social services on me. They must have been breathing booze on them. Yeah. Okay, hey guys, yeah, great. But, but also, I did bring up a bit. I'm actually, like, I'm in a Cure tribute band. That's, that's kind of like, but it was just so much work. So I was like, nailing it, nailing it. <laughs> Hashtag nailed it. Drank till the dawn, got the kids up, fucking nailing it. No, 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 no. <laughs> <gasps> oh, oh that's brilliant that is a wonderful confession Wendy thank you for sharing thank you again Kerry for sharing yours mm. and uh, thank you for listening to the podcast excellent where can we find you Wendy uh, you can find me on Twitter I'm Wendy underscore Wason don't tweet the other Wendy Wason because she's a, a realtor in San Francisco and she gets really cross about it <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm going to tweet her I'm yeah. going to tweet her but, San um, Francisco for anyone that's listening in Northern Ireland I'm doing the Blame Game TV show about topical uh, uh, current affairs, current affairs, current, current affairs, affairs, current affairs. affairs. You can have that if you like, Wendy. You can do that on your show if you like. And I'm doing a new show at the Edinburgh Festival. Come and see that. It's all about all the different roles we have to play as women. Ooh. Mother, Shaka sister, Khan. wife, ex-wife, daughter. Excellent. Has it got a name you're Edinburgh It's called yet? Tiny Me. Wendy Ways and Tiny Me. I think of myself like a Russian doll because you see the big me, mm. but there's so many other roles in amongst that that... By the end of it, when somebody says to me, when I'm, I'm just, I think of myself as a small person mm. in the Russian doll. So when somebody says, like, oh my God, what do you think about Syria? I'm like, well, I know that it's piano on a Monday and gymnastics on a Tuesday <laughs> and football practice on a Wednesday. Can I, can I get back to you on Syria yeah. in two minutes? Let me I'll tell you what, I, two words, Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> Wikipedia. She's new best friend, mate. She's new best friend. <laughs> Well, if you've enjoyed the podcast, please tell your friends. If you leave us an iTunes review, that really helps because it, it gets us up the charts and that. And that's, that's right. Currently, joy. we have sixty nine reviews. So if we could just what what we're on the Facebook, aren't we? We are at Scummy Mummies Podcast. We're at tri- Twitter. We're at Twitter at Scummy Mummies and Instagram at Scummy Mummies as well. Wendy, you've been brilliant. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's been fun. Until next time. Bye bye. It's interesting because you're obviously very good at accents. Um, whereas Helen, would you like to do your Scottish accent for Wendy so she can okay. rate it as a so professional? So I lived in Scotland for six months in in Glasgow. So what what Go should I it. say? Okay, the new. Okay, the new.
Well, that's okay. See? It's not bad. Okay. That's bad. See, I'm going to batter you. Yeah. Say that. I'm going to batter you. <laughs> Slightly I'm, less good. I'm going to buy you. I'm going to batter you. It means I'm going to... Oh, my God. <laughs> the amount of batter that I uh, ate when I was in Scotland. Actually, Only at university. Only at university. It's amazing. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.